you're, you're, you are what you are until you have a new variable. You guys have enough scale that one product change can change that. So speaking of which, if you were... You know, like, up, it's, an important, it's an important point. Like, I think everybody should think about that. I apologize, I just want to stay on here. It's one shift. And I don't know what, honestly, like there's a million different things that I think could be it. But, um, and I, you know, at this point, there's a big difference between a Snapchat or a Musical.ly and a Twitter. You're mature. So you need an actual brand communication lift along with a product lift. Like it can't be just the product. You need to retrain 500 million people that have a thought on you and you need to get them to reconsider you. One of the things I was telling Joel is I think you got, I, I'm so tired because I love you guys so much of other platforms using you to build themselves and you guys not using other platforms. Like you should be putting out a Facebook video every day that could go organically viral to make all those people understand why Twitter. We're going <laughs> to do this. We were just talking about this. Like what we did for our birthday campaign has to be every day around the world. And, 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 and there was a staleness, right? Like I made a snap this morning or on my vlog. I said, look, what Snapchat did yesterday was a big deal. Like they're continuously iterating their product which keeps a freshness. There was a five-year window, four-year window where nothing happened here. I was happy that on your 10th birthday the heart did something. <laughs> like, like, and, and it's like a funny little laugh, but it's like super sad that I was excited that the heart had a couple of ruffle, I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> like, like that's an interesting indicator as a feedback to like why this product needs to do certain stuff. Um, but I was pumped. I mean, yesterday was a, I thought yesterday was a super interesting day in the history of social media. Yesterday, Snapchat made a huge change. Instagram went from 15 seconds to a minute on their video for everybody, not just advertisers. And you guys created captions on top of your pictures. This is cool. This is important. Three of the kind of five major, six major platforms all had significant changes. Uh, I think we need to see a lot more of that. Yeah, so I'm going to open up the questions in one second. But my last question is, you have a lot of opinions about our product. And if you were speaking to Jack right now, or if you were put in charge of our product tomorrow, like what's one or two things that you would do that you think would start to hit at some of these you know, exponential changes you're talking about? I would eliminate the 140 character limit. I would create the algorithm change. As you can imagine with those two opening things, like the conversation that was happening seven, 12, 15 weeks ago, I was like, please, please. Like, you know, I'm, I'm historically much closer to Ev than any of the founders, so you know, I'm not gonna bother Jack yeah. or hit up you know, whoever, whether Kevin at the time, I know he's at Instagram now, or what have you. Like, I, I, I commentate and I don't try to bother, I'm not trying to be behind the scenes, but there's never been a time in 10 years where I wanted to reach out to Jack Moore and say like, please let these be true, because the quickest way to go out of business is to be romantic about how you make your money. And if we hold romance in our product's history, um, it makes us vulnerable. And, and I don't know what more than results should dictate people's actions. Like clearly, the last two years of it being this way, it has not been good for it. It's not super complicated. And I think it's classic stuff that I talk about. I'm a big, big believer in betting on your strengths and I absolutely believe that Twitter for the last five years has chased Facebook in their strength game instead of tripling down on Twitter strengths that Facebook can never, I'm never compelled to go to Facebook when stuff is going on in the world. That's a big deal. There's a way to win that. Okay, I'm gonna open up for questions. Uh, yeah. Curious your opinion. So, live streaming. Yes. Right? Facebook Live, Periscope. Uh, I guess you can either answer why the winner's gonna win or why the loser's gonna lose. 
Well, I put $500,000 in a loser, it's called Meerkat, they're dead. Um, I'm meerkatting you right now. Wait, no, I can't. Uh, and the reason they lost was when, when both Twitter, you know, and it's funny, I invested in, in Meerkat uh, knowing Periscope was coming, hoping that it was more of a poke as a feature, um, which is what Facebook did to try to combat, if you guys remember, Snapchat. The truth is Periscope is such a good product, right? Like Periscope is an incredible product, but check this out, we were just talking about this downstairs. So I'm a bigger fan of Facebook Live than Periscope and let me tell you why and let me tell you why that's interesting. I actually think Periscope's a better product. It, it's like, well there, there's kind of some battles. For example, better product, it's more stable. Like Facebook's comments crash consistently for me whereas Periscope's doesn't. Now there's a problem because Periscope doesn't allow me as many people to comment as Facebook does. The single reason that I'm starting to Facebook Live more than Periscope, even though for the last six months I've been Periscoping more, is because Facebook records the comments in the post and because I believe in listening so much, the thing I love you the most for, I can go back in and engage with my community. Guys, this whole thing is about depth, not width, and everybody talks about width. Like if you want to take the whole 10 years and sum it up, the winners are the people that believe in depth and the losers are the ones that believe in width. And that's why I believe in listening so much and engagement and that's why I love your product so much. Even right now where Snapchat is on fire for me, it's harder for me to go into the one-on-one chat and create depth than it is to reply at scale on Twitter and not because I'm used to it because I've really been trying to force myself on Snapchat but the product that you guys have is so incredible for engagement, yet you'll never tell McDonald's to do that because it's all about content push and advertising and that has absolutely destroyed the last five years opportunity, not the company, not the product, but the opportunity and so, and so I think that both are gonna win because they have scale. I think Snapchat's gonna do it too and I, think, um, I do think it's a much smaller market than people realize because doing live video takes an enormous amount of talent. To be able to hold people's attention. And I actually think Snapchat's quite dangerous and Justin from Justin TV wrote the blog post on this which was right and it clicked for me. This was a rare time when somebody asked, I got mad that he has it but it's his. He said you know Snapchat is really live streaming because live streaming 99.9% of people aren't good enough to live stream consistently but what Snapchat's doing with stories is kinda sorta and that's you know why it's working and so um, but I think Periscope's a great product. I think I hope it continues to iterate a la let everybody comment a la it'd be nice for those comments to save a la other things. Hey. Hey. Um, Right because you can't be discovered on Snapchat so people I mean I I tweet every single day my Snapchat URL. I think this is a bad time for you guys. Like if I was talking to Jack, this would be the last, that would be the last thing I would tell him to focus on. I'll tell you why. Because those platforms have the audacity to think there's blood in the water with you guys. And so like if you come to the table, if Jack and Ev have a meeting right now, Evan feels like he has all the leverage and like whatever deal is gonna be done, it's not good for you guys. What I think needs to be done is you need to play the game. I'm, I'm obsessed with you guys using the other platforms to like dominate. I mean, I believe in it so much. I mean, I literally told Joel downstairs, I'm like, Twitter stories, like the Twitter story 
it should be the like the fuck like the fuck you know Jerry and the fat Jewish of Snapchat. Like everybody, <laughs> DJ Khaled and Twitter should be the two things that everybody follows, and you could siphon thirteen to thirty into your platform on that move just by. And by the way, you don't have to call anybody. Let them shut your story down. It's the best thing that would happen to you. Yes. You say, ask me questions on Twitter. You say, hey, at one o'clock I'll be on Periscope. Yes. Talk about the... Um, how I think cross-pollination. How it's working. Is that actually, obviously it's successful or you wouldn't do it. But can you give us some insight into how that's uh, rewarding for you? Yeah, I mean, for me, the re- you know, I'm like, just, for, just to like ground this, like, do you know how humbling it is to be able to sit at Twitter and be somebody that people at Twitter want to hear their, the thoughts of? The only way I can feel, continue to feel this way is to be the best practitioner in this stuff. The reason all the founders of these companies do talk to me and leaders do talk to me is because I use every single one of the products every single day as a human, not to mention I have a 650 person, $100 million, you know, biggest brands in the world agency that pushes the envelope of best practices right, at scale. I mean, like when we pitch Twitter now, we, we're pitching campaigns that are listening at scale and engaging one-on-one at scale, not the creative push, because we know that's what gets results on Twitter because I test all this stuff. How's it working? Very well. I mean, it, it teaches me what people think of what, who's crossing over. It's more, almost everything I do is far more research than it is content, right? For example, and this is so sad, and I hate to say this here, but this is true. I can get more people to tweet me by saying it in my Snapchat story right now, my 40,000 people that will watch it today and say, hey, go to Twitter and say hey, and use hashtag Snapchat hey, then sending a tweet right now and saying, hey, Twitter, say hey, I will have, and I, I will have more people hit me up on Twitter from Snapchat than from Twitter within Twitter. That is called an attention problem for Twitter. Right? Like, just, like, honestly, the only reason I haven't done it publicly and done a case study about it is because I love this place so much and I don't want to do it. The only reason. Because it's fucking crazy. So, how's it working? It helps me understand shit like that. Right? I do it on Instagram because I think Instagram is the number one platform right now in social of actual attention that stays the long tail. Right? So, getting 900 to 1400 people to take a screenshot on Snapchat and then post it on their Instagram is enormous awareness for my brand because people are reaching their audience, though 48 hours ago they changed the algorithm and things change, but to Instagram's credit, just as an FYI, because I've been doing it really right on Instagram, no buying followers, no, you know, no advantages like I had with Twitter, being on a suggested user list, like just pure organic bringing value, um, my, my likes as an indicator to engagement have tripled in the last two days and it makes sense to me because I've been doing it right and a lot of the bullshit inspirational accounts that hack and I've been looking at have collapsed so there's some, there's some right going on with that right now. So you sort of touched on a couple things like we just hired a new CMO. Yes. Obviously you talked about you know, pitching Twitter from a marketing hack perspective, right? So take the product hack back off, put marketing back on. Yep. You mentioned using other platforms. Yes. You mentioned engagement at scale. Like, what are the other two or three moves you do above the line, if anything, knowing what we 
we did last year, or just stay in digital and social? Yeah, I don't think, tw- I don't think television, I don't think you should chase 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds. I think you need to chase 15 to 30, which is why I would go all in on social content at scale within your own platform and populating that, and then on the three or four others. I mean, I would have the most serious YouTube, Instagram, and Snapchat campaigns for your product that you could ever imagine. I also think live activations. I'm a big fan of live events. I think you guys have a lot of autonomy to go there, but I don't want you to do the normal thing, like, I don't know, like the, t- the Twitter tent. Like really, really, 2017 hasn't been done before. I have no idea what the fuck that means. I don't have, it's not shooting from my hip right now. Activations at NASCAR, at Super Bowl, that are just so different. Not a fucking bullshit party at a bowling alley. I mean, real shit. <laughs> You sure did. Um, uh, you know, it sucks when somebody has a lot of context on everything you've ever done. Um, but I think I think that's another place that I would focus. That would be my above the line. My 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 thir- my thirty-five to seventy-year-old plan would be live events at scale. Uh, the other thing is, and I said this, to Joel, on the ten-year video, too much Oprah and Pope. We need much more Sally in Iowa. And like, you, you guys have gone further and further down the path of, well, Twitter's good to follow celebrities and news people, and normal people don't know how to follow each other and do shit anymore. So a lot more listening and a lot more normal people stuff that I think would be really, really important. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think TV is news, right? I, I think you guys are fundamentally the world's water cooler and I do think you triple down on that, but then I think you gotta quadruple down on the data around that. Um, I actually think one of the sneaky ways to build the platform is through small business. Like, I think this little thing I started with, the Iowa flower shop person, like the more, I'm, I'm, I'm iterating in my head like as a silo thing. As I'm doing this talk, I have a separate part of my brain that's just thinking about shit. I've been, think, I've been thinking about that comment for a little while now. Like, I don't think there's, I don't think if you do a bake-off with 5,000 small businesses and, t- and tell them to do the perfect thing on all four platforms, my point of view, really top of class advice and go deploy it, I'm pretty sure Twitter brings results to that business faster than any platform. I, I'm positive. And so I would go down of, you know, moments, but I would really think about small business because small business on Facebook means spend money. Small business on Instagram means spend money. Small business on Snapchat is like, they, they can't even get started yet, right? Yes, you want their money, but I, I always say you love your parents because they loved you first. I think you guys have to take that religion to heart. I think you go and train people how to use your product organically for business growth with no money in, and then you start building leverage as a stickiness to get dollars in. Sorry, bro. Ladies first. Yeah. Yes. I don't agree. Snapchat won by normal teenagers interacting with each other and then a, Kim Kardashian went on, the Kardashians went on three and a half months ago. No, no, I know. I just, the small business aspect of it, I don't, do you feel 
like that's like a viable opportunity to reach 13 to 20 year olds? No. I think that's a vile opportunity to get the small business universe into your world and then normal 30, 40, 50 year olds to the platform. What do you think from an opportunity perspective where we could focus from the 13 to 20? I think you're in deep fucking shit. So, you're in deep shit? Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, that only gets fixed in two ways severe product change, and I don't know what that is for them because I don't think that's algorithm, and Severe storytelling on Snap. Snapchat's the only thing that can save you, in my opinion, in the next 24 months with 13 to 20. Your marketing behavior on Snapchat is your opportunity. I actually think it's a big one. Go, keep going. There's a, there's, a, there's a bigger problem, which is there's not a soul in America, and now the UK, and now other places, there's not a 13 to 20 year old that doesn't live in Snapchat. It's the only thing. Like, Instagram's in trouble with them. Like, Snapchat's one, and there's no stopping that wave for a good 24 to 36 months. So what you need to do is you need to ride that wave and siphon instead of trying to do anything to stop that wave. And what you need to do is by having an incredible content play on Snapchat for Twitter and then starting to see migration. Because don't forget, you guys have leverage. Like, if you want DJ Khaled to give Twitter an enormous amount of love for a week, you can because you're Twitter and you can go and do things for DJ Khaled on Twitter for DJ Khaled that will matter for him. So you have unbelievable leverage. You're not Pepsi. You're not the NFL. You have another platform that can seduce anybody to do things for you. And then what I would do is, once you start doing call to actions, write hooks in that environment in Snapchat occasionally to drive them to sign up for, Snap, for Twitter, then I would listen to them at scale. I would watch them like a hawk, you know, and see what they're doing, what they like, and look, get feedback. The, the advertising thing is the most overblown bullshit ad age driven marketers talking to marketers shit of all time. <laughs> like people don't mind advertisers. We prove it every day. We don't love it, but there's no like mass exodus because of it. It's never been on any platform. It hasn't been on any of these platforms. If you're good with your cadence, as long as it's not Spam City USA. I mean, people still go to ESPN.com, they do fucking pop-up banner ads on their desktop where a car drives into your face. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like that, I don't think that's a real, real concern. So, just come over. I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah. It is, but it's declining like a fucking like rock, right? Like if you look at its, it is. If you look at its data, and if you look what's going on, like for example, Musically is quietly eating up that entire audience at scale. So you're right, and I would tell you that that's probably it's not. It, listen, it hasn't dropped enough to just say fuck it, it's dead. I think, much like Twitter itself, this is a product warfare. You know how I think about this, and this is a good way to wrap it up. This is no different, and and actually, this is a great analogy. Where is my phone? Direct, you have it? Oh, here we go. All right, so here's something I've been saying and I think it plays well to be a good wrap up here. 
I think this is the television and I think the television's the radio and I think it's 1955. And if you believe what I just said, you should go read what happened between 1955 and 1965 with the biggest brands in the world and the biggest media companies. Everything changed. That's exactly what's happening right now. This is becoming the primary consumption device in our society. I think of Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and things like Vine and things of that nature, but I think the big four or five as ABC, NBC, and CBS. I believe that what Twitter is right now is CBS during its downtime when NBC had Seinfeld and Friends and things of that nature. They had television shows, you have product features. I think if you make the right moves, you could be back just like CBS got Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men and all of a sudden CBS is number one and NBC can't find a fucking hit, right? I fundamentally believe that's what's happening and so when people are like Twitter's dead, I laugh, though, though, I think we should be constant of there hasn't been a, and this is why I'm so bullish and why I'm here and what I'm hopeful for, I think it's good for the whole space because it'll help everybody make better products for a platform. We've only seen platforms rise and then fail or rise, right? Or maintain like Facebook has by changing. We haven't seen something like Twitter and and Twitter's clearly had a dip but it's not dead. It'd be amazing through a series of seven or eight moves, comms and product wise, to watch it lift because that's what networks have done historically and I do believe that's in the opportunity of this platform. And And I think Vine's a very good point and and even though I don't like what's happening with its monthly users and its attention, I think it still has plenty of it. Periscope's a real player. I mean, you have three things that are real. Um, I just think there's a lot of work. And, and yes, even though 13 to 20 is quite important as a gateway drug, um, there's, there's a lot of work to be done with the current users. I think small business is clearly a huge opportunity. I do think the 13 to 20 thing, it's funny to me how easy it seems in my head, and I don't do that very often for the people that don't know me, of if you go really all in and really smart on Snapchat and give them reasons to sign up for Twitter by gamifying it, how many of them will and at least give you data on what to do to make it relevant for them. Cool. Thank you. Thank you guys.